Welcome back to Bash University Live. We're just talking off the air. Like run, we often are running away from the fish, trying to find that elusive uh, secret spot. We all want to fish that way. We all want to fish where they're mm. unencumbered by other anglers. And uh, but the, the you know, glory. We want to find the glory. We want to find the glory. But in particular, in those really, really tough tournaments, yep. that the taking that simple approach, fishing the community holes. Uh, seems to be the recipe for winning. Right. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about last night, like how many times like in the like super tough events, like I'll, I'll, I'll find some fish over here, kind of find some fish over there, but neither of them are like real good. And then I'll either resort back to exactly what you just said, where it's like, stay right where, you know, everything is, or like, I'll find myself going to an area that like, I maybe only got one bite in practice because it's still unknown. You know, and you go to where you have that one bite, everything's kind of still new. You don't really know what's going on. And if you figure it out as the day goes, that's when you really have those special days in a tough event because you figured something out that other people haven't. But right. Well, know. see, sometimes that that's that's fa- you know, you get that one bite. Right. And it, and it gives you just enough of a clue. And, right. And other guys missed it. Right. You know? Right. But it's those tough tournaments. It's about survival in the open uh, here on the Chesapeake. I. You know, I fished a lot of community stuff, you know, just because I, I, it was so challenging uh, yeah. that I felt like I'm going to put myself in the highest percentage areas. And, uh, and of course, it, you know, it, it did fairly good for me. And JT, who won the tournament, of course, he, I don't think he started his outboard, but for about five minutes, yeah. you know, in that event. So, uh, nice. yes, yeah, interesting stuff. But, but we have an interesting topic. We challenged you with this, Justin. Uh, we haven't had you uh, uh, with a pros panel for a while, and uh, we like your Kimmel design uh, banner in the background there. And um, but it's glad, we're glad to have you here, and I know you've reached out. What, what do you got in store for us for the pros panel today? Yeah, so we're we're going to talk some fall fishing, man. Like uh, like it's been referenced even today. Like man, fishing in the fall is awesome, and it's because all those people are hunting. Football's big in, you know, certain areas. Like, you, you you, just get the fish to yourselves for a little bit. They get kind of a break if they're not under ice, you know, later in the year. But, man, the fall feeds on uh, in a lot of different parts of the country. But I, I wanted to ask our panel of pros a question that's based on their location, okay? This is going to be a middle of fall, think mid to late October, early November, like the, the, the crux of the fall. Um, that's when it starts getting good. That's when it makes the change around here. That's when we go from, uh, being tough to starting to get a little better. That's right, man. And, 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 and when you hear these pros and I'll try to mention, you know, kind of their home lakes or where they're from so that, you know, like I wanted an answer based on where they're from their local, you know, lakes. Cause we could get a general answer and that could help some people, but, I wanted to get pros from around the country and from different parts so that we could get different answers um, and then see if we can find a pattern in it. You know, you know, let's see, let's see, you know, what, what we can. So let's, let's, let's start with the question. It's the middle of fall and your local lake, you know, thinking your local lake just got a ton of rain. Where are you going to catch them and what are you going to catch them on? I wanted to ask this because every now and then we get a bunch of rain in the fall, 
tropical storm comes up, you know, the whole East Coast or a hurricane or we talk about rain in the spring because it's expected, right? A lot of times. Well, now it's changing seasons. What, what, what are we thinking with a ton of rain in your local lake, Pete and GDP, Riz, be thinking about this. Where are you going to catch them? And what are you going to catch them on? So we're going to start with uh, our pal, Jordan Lee. Uh, he's more of a, a, a Smith Lake local these days. I think that's where his answer probably came from. Um, you know, Highland Reservoir, a lot of spotted bass, um, largemouth too. And his answer surprised me a little bit, but he said, I would expect the fish not to be loaded in the runoffs or where fresh water is coming in. I would concentrate on wood if I'm in dirtier water, but would also almost ignore the water coming up and fish the deeper fish. He said, mm. the deeper fish, I'm going to use the jerk bait, the Mickey rig minnow, a little finesse swim bait, an Alabama rig. He said, they're going to be concentrated on the fall feed. And if the water is dirty everywhere or in the backs of the run-ins and creeks, it could have them pushed up a little bit shallower than normal. But if it's still clear, he's going to look at where the fish are on bait and find where the bait is out deep. The water's coming in in fall usually doesn't concentrate fish like it does in the spring. So he, he's saying it doesn't concentrate like it does in the spring where he's at. I don't love that fresh mud either just because water temp is about the same. Very, that was a very good answer. A lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot longer than some of the answers that we got, but we appreciate Jordan. Um, that's a great answer. I mean, just to, just to comment on it. And the one thing to take away, and I think this you might hear this a lot, is that where the bait is. I mean, it's so key, you know, uh, identifying that where the bait is concentrating. Because mm -hmm. as you get into the fall and winter, man, if you're not fishing where those where that bait is, man, you're you're just out of out of the loop. Yeah. Thank so you. True. And I, Thank you, Jay. I Lee. learned that lesson the hard way, man. I I, I remember the Hartwell Open, Bassmaster Open. It was the first open I fished on the boater side. Patrick won it, and he won it offshore. And the the top ten was all offshore. And two weeks prior, I was smoking them up shallow on a bluegill bite, like unreal weights. And we got the water level raised two and a half to three feet, I think, in like 10 days. And, you know, I mean, I moved off too, but like just I kept wanting to go shallow. And I learned that lesson at least on those kind of Hartwell or the Highland Herring Lakes. Uh, the deeper fish seem to be more stable. Um, so I asked my running mates, my, my, my roommates, um, we'll start with Patrick. You know, he, he's – just bought a new house on uh, on Santee Cooper now, so he's living on the lake now. He said he's taking a spinner bait going into the back of the biggest creek with his trolling motor on blast. So he's just going to cover water in the biggest major creek. Um, wow, right in the face of the flow. He's doing it. He's mm -hmm. opposite. He's getting in there. I like it. Yeah, once that dirty water. Um, By the way, Patrick, we'll, we'll be uh, seeing you for the Bass University meetup on Santee Cooper. Uh, we look forward to staying at your new house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, book it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Trent, my other roommate, Trent Palmer, fishing MPFL, coming off two top tens in a row, two top sixes, really. Um, you know, he's a Lanier local, so this was a, a Lake Lanier answer, you know, 
spotted bass kind of similar to it's kind of similar to smith where jordan's come from but trent's staying on spots and he said he's going to the bank on main lake fish and he's going to crank main lake rock when that happens when when he, when the rains come and, and stuff he's going to grab a crankbait and just cover as much rock on the main lake uh, that he can and if you probably get a little wind or current that's probably what he's going to chase um big fish bobby lane uh, our pal down down in florida um we're going to be filming uh with big fish bobby lane next week so look for some uh awesome. some great uh on water training and teaching coming from bobby real soon that's awesome. I wish I could go on that trip because I'll be in his neck of the woods <laughs> at the Kissimmee chain next month. Um, so Bobby, uh, he said this, that's the time of year. It's prime time for shallow fish to start feeding. If you get a bunch of rain, it immediately puts oxygen in the water and cools off the shallow water. He said, I'm, I'm going to put my trolling motor on somewhere between 50 and 70 and cover as much water as possible throw in a Chapo 105. That's the mid-sized version of, of uh, Berkeley's Chapo. Um, he said they should bite all day long. You're not going to catch very many in one spot, spot and they'll be spread out. So he's going to cover water and pick off one here, one there with the, with the plopper. Love that. Chopper. Love that difference. The, the Florida water oh, is yeah. getting cooled off yeah. and it's a good thing, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> compared to, compared to our part of the country where it, it can be a, a detriment late in the yeah. fall. So Nick Hatfield, our, our fellow Bashu friend, rookie of the year on the tackle warehouse tour this year. Uh, I think you guys had him on earlier this year. Um, he said, a ton of rain on my home lakes that time of year means two things. Backs of creeks get really good a few days after the rain and anything from crankbaits, lipless baits to chatterbaits and top waters work the best. The deal I really love when we get a ton of rain is the deep bite. It causes a lot of current and they will get schooled up really good just like they would in May and June. Alabama rigs, big spoons, deep crankbaits, and pretty much all the typical offshore baits play. Most of the time I will use the schools of fish to get my limit and hopefully some nice ones, but then start running creeks to try and catch a big one or two. So that's 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 another detailed game plan. Thank yeah. you, Nick. First time we've heard the Alabama rig pop up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh Ish Monroe. Uh talk to us, Ish. He's going straight to where the in, incoming water is, and he's slinging a spinnerbait, covering water. Going to pick up his bling spinnerbait and, and, and roll, just, just the way uh, Patrick said. All right, Edwin Evers. Edwin said, uh, I'm going to run to the back of the creeks and pockets and catch them on a spinnerbait where the new water meets the old water. So new rainwater run in meets the old lake water, if that yeah. makes sense. So he's going right at that point, right where it comes together. That's interesting because I uh, Mark Davis won a tournament on Table Rock and, uh, that I fished in, and, and he was following that 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 line, and it changed every hmm. day as that that intersection line moved down the lake. Uh, my answer. Wow. Is that right, uh -huh. GDP? around here yeah 
that's it. Very, very cool. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm loving hearing from these guys because everybody's a little like. There's a lot of same but little different going on, mm-hmm. you know. And so to me, that has me wondering, like, man, this is a changing, this is a changing scenario. Like each day, one of these guys is going to be on the the goods. Correct. Um, and Edwin's answer was is was unique, but but also not unique. I think somebody might have said that too. Anyways, John Cruz, this is a little different. He said he's going to take a fat John square bill and he's going to go up as far, far up into where the fresh water is flowing in way past to where it meets the old water. He's going to go up as far as he can get his boat. He said, if it doesn't work, I'm going to go back to where the new water meets the old water and throw a top water, a walking bait or a buzz bait. So his was kind of two pronged approach. He was going to try to get up into the flow as far back as he could. And then if it doesn't work, go back to what kind of Edwin said and just, he's a top water guy. I like it. Good stuff. Um, yep. Two more. Uh, Fred Rumbanis. He said, being that I live here on uh, Lake Dardanelle, the rain in the middle of the fall means current the first day. And he'd stay on the main river banks and roll a spinnerbait. He said the second day of the rain He'd try it early, but adjust quickly if they don't bite and run to an area with a reverse pocket. You know, a lot of mud. Sheltered from the muddy flow. That's a good answer. Exactly. With a reverse pocket and throw a frog or buzz bait mixed mixed with flipping. So he's going to go top water and mix, followed up with a flipping bait. Said the water will remain somewhat clean and the fish will be active. He said lots of rain can blow out the river quickly up there so being willing to adjust is key great answers yeah. we're getting guys yeah. it's pretty awesome so last but not least um Iconelli's answer i think is probably more broad um he said that particular time in most parts of the country coincides with the fall feed bass will be super bait oriented and already set up on the flats, the shoals, the pockets, and the creeks. He said the fresh rain in a creek that has a drain or a draw in the back usually only makes things better. The bait almost always will head further back toward the fresh, cooler run-in, and the bass will follow. Depending on water clarity, how muddy it is, my top choices would change a little bit, but in general, spinnerbait, chatterbait, top water, buzzbait, and a fluke would be his first choices. Of course, you know he had to throw four or five rods out there first. <laughs> yeah, just some awesome, awesome answers. Uh, you know, rewind it back. You'll, you'll, you'll find some hope, – hope you guys can find some goods for your local lakes because some of you are going to get that scenario this fall where the rain totally changes things up. Well, that's great stuff. And uh, I, GDP, well, what – What's your answer? So What's I'm, your solution? I'm talking South Jersey. Yeah. It's, it's local. Um, so our lakes are anywhere from 50 to 100 acres, where if you get a big rain within a day or two, sometimes it just completely wipes the lake out mud-wise. Can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen, too, in the fall, you know, around here, that's that's the corralling time of year where the fish are on the bait. They're pushing contours. What we have in three, four feet of water, they still use that contour. But I've seen where that mud can come down. I can pick like three lakes off the top of my head where I've seen this. Davis, Elmer, and Rainbow. 
where that mud comes down and them fish that were corralling the bait on the contours, they actually use that mud line coming and push them right, right into it. Um, I would throw a rattle trap a lot. That's how I catch a lot of them fish. Uh, usually white, sh you know, sexy shad color. Uh, but I've also seen to where or seen where it can be overwhelming, and I've got a really good on the bank on a buzz bait in that mud. Right. So they're my two answers. Good stuff. Yeah. I got. I got to say, like the open that we just fished had this event. Like we it had did, two yeah. inches of rain um, that took place, and I've got to be honest, I was going to be a creek angler in this tournament. And um, that's where I wanted to be, uh, at least part of my time. And that two inches of rain, it it altered the whole system. It pushed the bait out, pushed yep. the predators out. And the tournament was won off of Edwin's kind of intersection yep. where that fresh runoff met yep. the main body of water. That's where our tournament was won. Uh, it describes it exactly. And, uh, you know, I was surprised, like, uh, every day – I checked the creek pattern uh, throughout all three days because I know that as conditions stabilize, that, is, that bait will reposition itself to predators, will come right back in, and when that happens, you're seeing the fresh movement, and it can be lights out. But never happened during the tournament. But uh, I, I also feel like even though it was the springtime, when Edwin won at Grand Lake for the Classic, I think it was the same scenario. He went uh, up to yeah. a flat that intersected with the creek, and he got them all on the flat on isolated cover. But I think there was rain. Right. Uh, even though it was springtime, it was still kind of the same deal. Fish using that yep. mix. Yeah. You know? You know. Interesting stuff, man. Great list, JK. Thanks yeah. for bringing that. Yeah. We learned what's, a lot. What's Riz got? Yeah. yeah, something, Riz. Uh, am I, am I, my turn now? <laughs> yeah. Um, on the I guess, spot, I buddy. guess we'll go, go with the bay. And I put some thought to it. Yeah. Um, that at that time of year, it's kind of still like um, they're not all where they're going to be yet, but they're definitely moving, and they can kind of seem like they're still a little bit everywhere. So what I'm how I'm going to approach that is I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on you know all the highest percentage areas for you know for for where I think I can get bites in that time of year, and I'm gonna look for the water clarity that I want to fish, right? I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be the super clean. I don't want it to be blown out mud. I want it to be that nice mix. Um, and whichever one of those, you know, high percentage areas seems like it has the most life, most bait. That's how I'm going to approach it. And as far as baits go, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go two different, I'm going to go two routes. Um, I'm going to keep the chatter bait in hand, you know, that's the confidence bait. And depending on, you know, what kind of habitat, you know, I'm fishing, the other bait would be a flipping bait, probably quarter ounce with a lot of appendages on it. Something that's going to fall slow, move a lot of water and that slightly stained stuff. A um, little bit bigger profile uh, to get those more active fish that are feeding um, to to want to want to eat. So I'm going to I'm going to focus on, you know, the areas of the body of water where I think should hold fish for the time of the year. And then I'm going to look for the water clarity that that I think is is best to be able to trigger the fish to bite. So I'm. Um, I'm shocked that 
in Riz's solution, it involved a chatterbait, aren't you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's kind of, I got to read into that as he was giving the answer. Like, he's looking for chatterbait water. Yeah. So where yeah. they need a chatterbait that, water. That's it. Yeah. Forget about the conditions. I'm just running around till I yeah. find fish that bite a chatterbait. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's Pretty like, much. That's like uh, Uncle Freddy, Rum Band. It's the same thing. I was surprised he listed a frog as one of his solutions <laughs> to, to you know, his problem solving. But uh, it's great stuff, man. Great, great list. Uh, great feedback from the panel and everybody and uh it's really cool i want to remind everybody if you're watching on facebook now's time like us share us and we're going to be picking a winner here momentarily um and uh josh are there any uh, ims on uh our uh, fall um solutions not really i mean some everyone was just commenting up the creek or up the creek yeah, yeah. so yep. not really okay well the horny toad. The horny toad. Put that mm. on like a. That is a terrible eighth name. Ounce. I know, <laughs> but it, it's terrible. my favorite. You know, match the uh, color to conditions. It's muddy. You you know, yeah. go black or it's clearer up. Use the white. Go shallow. Scott's weighing in with the the frog man. Surprisingly, yeah. right. picking a frog. Down with the horny to, toad. Uh, Gotta love that bait. <laughs> so, so Rose is a chatterbait. You're a frog man. You're a black psycho. What am I? <laughs> What's my bait? Your drop shot. That should put me on drop shot. Your drop shot. Nah, man. I don't. I don't. Was big drop shot when I think GDP. I, I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the top, top, middle, bottom. I'll go for <laughs> for for top for top water. You're a buzz bait. Dang. Uh, Dang. Middle. You know. I mean, we can all throw moving baits. We can all wind. But you know, I, I know you have some spinner bait, some spinner bait stuff in your arsenal. Mm. Um, and on the bottom, your your jig. I'm gonna say you're right on two of them. Okay. On the middle, I'm gonna say a rattle trap. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, I should. I, I can do that. Man. I can Come hover. On. I can hover that thing with the best of them. Yeah. 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 I knew That's that. Sweet baby. You know what's, I, you know what's I crazy? Just, I used well, to hate a rattle trap. Me too. Wow. I still I do never actually. Never get a bite on it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, come on. <laughs> want, you know? That's the, I, I love that I love that bike too, but it's funny because whenever I think of you, I like it seems like the drop shot's always a solution. In a in uh, a big tournament scenario, yeah. I would say that's always on my front deck for sure. Yeah. Um but if we're speaking locally, the three that you know we just talked about Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that changes on winning tournaments for me. Changes things a little bit. Well, do you, how do we want to do this? We want to ask the question and then do the Facebook like and share giveaway. Yeah, yeah we'll ask uh, the question, give them yes. some time to cue right. the answers through. Um, so the grand prize trivia question is going to be: What was Hunter Ballman's winning setup uh, in the Toyota Series that he just won on Truman Lake? What was Hunter Ballman's winning setup? Uh, we need to know uh, rod, uh, rod length, action, and uh, what his bait was. <laughs> rod length action and winning bait because uh you know to me there was there was just a little bit unusual mm -hmm. um exactly. what what his uh selection was in that regard but um but yeah i love the lipless bait too gdp yep. i mean i've been uh i've been i fell in love with that uh fishing the potomac river um the first time i ever fished it was in in a fishing club and uh we went went down <laughs> Uh, in the 80s, I'm embarrassed to say, in the 80s, went down there, caught 100 bass wow. on a quarter ounce. It was a rattle trap, the original rattle trap, chrome and blue. Mm. I caught 100 bass. I don't think I caught 100 bass in my lifetime 
up until that day. Wow. And that day, uh, I caught 100 bass on it. And uh, that's just that's how good the Potomac was, continues to be. Yep. You know? Yep. It's just, uh, it's just an amazing fishing. But I love the lipless bite, man. So do I. Been in love with it ever since then. GDP, do yep. you know – the it was on it was unveiled on Bash U. I don't know how much video that got traction out in the public, but the four wheel drive trick with the lipless, yeah, with the grass shot with Mark Daniels, Mark Daniels Jr. Mm. on the Delaware River fishing a blow down trees with uh, really? with the lipless. Huh. You take you take the back hook off, and the thing comes through. I I've only experienced it once, huh. and I can't wait to do it again. But on West Point Lake. I got in. I got on the back of a creek in the fall, and started banging it into stumps, and it would come over. You know, the thing yep. would just. It was using the regular Bill Lewis. That one honestly performed really good. The way it runs, it protects the hook. Uh huh. It works. And, and of course, Pete huh? got the front row seat. He produced that video. Yeah, I, I, I was sitting there watching him do this, and I'm like, you, the, the one thing everybody knows is you can't throw a lipless anywhere near a piece of wood. Yeah. It's just it's like a magnet. It's just going to stick right to it. And he just removed the rear hook, which limits your, you know, strike to catch maybe a little bit, but threw it in one of the most complicated blowdowns that you'll ever see, you know, just full of branches and cone, yeah. pine cones, and, and just watching them walk that uh, yeah. lipless bait right over the branches. It's a it, you Check it out. It's MDJ on uh, – a lipless cranking on Bashy.tv. Yeah. Need a new box. Isn't it amazing, like how, like you, you get somebody that just has so much confidence in one bait, and they're like, "Yeah, I can fish that through a tree." What yeah. do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just wild, you know. It, it really is. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, go do it. It's a three months, thirty four ninety nine. We give you a twenty five dollar tackle direct coupon. Uh, you're gonna love uh, tackle direct after you place your for first order. You're gonna love those guys. So go check that out. Get yourself subscribed. We have a winner. We sure do. CJC one with the answer. That would be a <laughs> seven eight heavy action Denali rod with seven eight. Yep, with uh, a three quarter ounce football jig. Boom. Well, well done. Boom. Congratulations, and we have a Facebook like and share. We sure do. Mike Cutler, you won. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, JK, thank, thanks for being with us, man. We look forward to having you uh, back again soon. Hey, anytime, guys. Love it. Love doing the pros panel and uh, coming back. Coming back to the family. It's great to have you back, and, uh, you know, maybe next time Kat can come on and uh, give us some tile floor uh, <laughs> samples or something. Uh, if you guys want any of that, just go to Kimmel Design. It's a totally different world over there, but but you can you can go see that on her Instagram if you're in, interested in that stuff. Uh, I, I suspect a lot are. Um, I want to thank Hunter for being with us today. What an what a amazing win. Congratulations again, Hunter Bogman. And uh, it was awesome to, to have you and hear that story. Wish you best of luck in the rest of the season. You too, JK, at the MPFL down in Florida. We'll be watching. And we are going to be back next week with another uh, episode of Bash You Live. So we will see you next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And uh, thanks, everybody. TDP, yeah. thanks oh, yeah. for being here. Joss, Riz, Scott, okay. ho hope you guys have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time.